Hey guys, welcome to the Self-Evident Truth <laughs> Podcast. I want you to look around for a second. You this see something different? Great. Looks great different? in here, doesn't it? <laughs> do you understand how much work Massey went through to do this? Uh, I'll give a shout out here. Mariah Camacho. She is Mariah did it too. She did a lot of stuff for me, man. She she just busted it out. It's amazing. She did great. I'm so proud of her, but it looks fantastic it, in the room. This looks so. great. We got new cameras, Bro. new mics, we got lights. Man, we're going big time. We're going big time. Big time. We're here. So to get started, do not forget to check out all of our social media stuff, including our alternate platform stuff. Guess what? We have topics on here that might get us shut down. So if we get shut down, you're going to be like, where can I find them? You can find us on parlor.com, P-A-R-L-E-R.com, right? That's the new replacement for Twitter. You're kind of sick of seeing all those That's right. crazy journalists on Twitter that are just tearing everybody apart. Now's your chance to get something that gets a little bit more to the original idea. We are also on BitChute, right? We're on Rumble. We are on uh, Brighteon. We're on all that stuff, right? As well as the usuals, YouTube, Facebook. We That's are right. on SoundCloud. We are everywhere. iTunes, Spotify. Man, you can find us pretty much anywhere. So be sure to find us anywhere. Also, do not forget to go to 1776truth.store. You know what you're going to find there, Mass? Where are they going to find? Merch. You guys can sign up for our new conference coming up. Uh, that's really exciting. On the 28th of January, 2021, we're talking about slavery in America. Did it exist? Was that what America was founded on? No. Uh, we're going to be talking about all those things and more. So you guys can sign up for our new conference. It's $20. Uh, the last one went amazing. It went yeah. off without a hitch. It was, it was blow away. But you know what's even better than that? Our con Well, it's not even better than that. It's actually just as equal. We got our new course out, the, the Government versus God. We also have our Church Liberated course out there. If you guys want to know about 501c3s and things like that, uh, all that stuff you guys can sign up for. But then you get some really cool merch like our hats and things like that. But it goes to support your boys and their podcasting endeavors. Yes. So you guys are ready to get into it? Let's do it, baby. You ready? Let's do it, baby. Kristen, you ready? Let's do it, baby. We're ready. Okay, let's do this. So first, we're going to cover the news bits. News bits. News bits. News bits. News bits. All right. Slide number two. I thought this was really interesting. I don't know how many of you guys actually saw this, but uh, there's a hate speech bill being considered in Scotland. And a justice secretary, uh, Humza Youssef, <laughs> of course, of course, <laughs> decided, of course, decided that he was going to uh, sponsor this bill, which there was an original hate speech bill in Scotland that had a carve out for private conversations and we'll actually kind of cover some of their hate speech stuff in the UK anyways. Uh, but he wants to get rid of that carve out, which means conversations over the dinner table that incite hatred must be prosecuted under Scotland's hate crime law. That's how this guy feels. So I know a lot of times what of happens course. is people think, okay, well, that stuff's not going to happen here. It's not going to happen around us it'll never happen it'll never happen it'll it's crazy that doesn't happen right this is happening in scotland exactly and so like what, what here's the funny thing is we don't realize that it'll come to our shores we don't realize that if we don't watch our government it'll continue to grow and expand if it continues to grow and expand then that's where you start seeing the usurpations of law right yeah. and then we start depending on man to get us out of the messes that we put ourselves in not a good place to be no and this isn't even the first time that this has happened in the UK, right? Nope. They, had the, they had the Public Order Act of 1986. This prohibits, by its part three, expressions of racial hatred, which is defined as hatred against a group of persons by reason of the group's color, race, nationality, including citizenship, or ethnic or national origin. Section 18 of the act says, a person who uses threatening, abusive, or insulting words or behavior or displays any written material which is threatening, abusive, or insulting, is guilty of an offense if a he intends thereby to stir up racial hatred or having regard to all the circumstances racial hatred is likely to be stirred up thereby. So the question is, what does it mean to have it as threatening, abusive, or insulting? What does that mean? That's pretty vague. And so what happens is this idea of threatening, abusive, insulting language, it gets very vague. So that way that anything can be defined on. That's exactly this. it. And, and what's what's funny is the more that you continue to to 
uh, define. I was just thinking about this when I was in the in the, in the shower. How we define racism today. Uh, we define murder in different ways today. The bottom line is murder is murder. Hatred is hatred. Yeah. Christ talked about hatred and murder more than anybody did, right? So you see where if we keep defining these things, if we keep moving on to these realms, we'll never get it right, dude. No. We'll never attack the issue the way it should be attacked. And if we don't talk about it from a moral standpoint, we'll never win this one. Yeah. We will never, ever win this one at all. And it's, you know, the definitions keep getting opened up, right? Because the idea of microaggressions was something that didn't happen 20 years ago. And now suddenly microaggressions have come up, which basically means you don't even realize you're doing it. But hey, by the way, you're white, so you can't fix it either because you're exactly. just with racism. So no exactly. matter what, somebody else can define whether you intend anything or not. They can define to it's you exactly right whether or not you're being racist and hateful. And if they do that, then well, then who? If truth is arbitrary, if it's just if it's not real, well, then yeah, society should be what it is right now. Of course, right? Why not? But dude, we have to have some kind of definition for this yeah. because it's getting worse and worse and worse. We can't keep doing this, man. Yeah, it's it's it gets a little bit scary of where this road goes. Um, the Criminal Justice and Immigration Act of two thousand eight. Uh, let me find the offense of inciting hatred on the ground of sexual orientation, right? This was amended and it put in sexual orientation. All of the offenses attached to the following acts, the use of words or behavior or display of written material, publishing or distributing written material, the public performance of a play, distributing, showing or playing a recording, broadcasting or including a program in a program service and possession of inflammatory material circumstances of hatred based on religious belief or on sexual orientation the relevant act namely words behavior written material or recordings must be threatening and not just abusive insulting my question is is the idea of going to hell for rejecting christ and accepting a sexual orientation considered threatening couldn't somebody see that as threatening right so we get back to somebody else is going to start defining what your position is for you and then they're going to decide whether or not you're allowed to have it 100 percent. this so so what we did in our conference which you can still purchase that for a reduced rate right and you can watch the conference that we held we talked about liberty and one of the things we talked about was you don't even realize how much your liberty is being encroached on because what happens is you start to lose your liberty because somebody else decides they're going to start defining what you can or can't do That's and exactly defining it. what you own or are not allowed to own this is getting into beliefs now it doesn't mean we like racism it doesn't mean we like hatred what we're saying is quite the opposite. If somebody's holding the definition or saying they get to define it, boy, it really depends on how they feel That's exactly about the right. person they're across from, you know? And so it's, it's, something to watch out for and that's the whole reason we covered this elect this uh hatred bill stuff is because you've got to keep an eye open on this you have to watch what your your politicians and your leaders and officials are trying to actually do and this guy's trying to do that this guy was the same guy who decided that he was going to excoriate scotland for having a bunch of whites in leadership yeah Scotland's like 96% white. <laughs> so. Hey, it is yeah. what it is. People are like, is that racism? No, dude, there's just more white. Like I've heard this before. There's not enough black people in Hollywood. It's like, well, the only, what do they make up? 18% of the population? 13%. 13%, something like that. It's like, you can't expect them to be everywhere at all places at all times evenly because it's just not how it is. doesn't mean it's racism. Now, could there be racist? Yes, of course. Obviously, there's going to be some hatred out there. We can't just keep pegging that when you're literally 13% of the population. Yep. How many Hispanics do you see in major television? You know what I mean? But nobody's complaining. Do you know why? Because we're out doing something. <laughs> we got lots to do. We got to work. We got to do whatever, right? We have to just do, we got our lives to live. You know what yeah. I mean? And, and it's like the more we try to make everybody equal with percentages, then you end up drowning out white people. I'm sorry, guys. Don't apologize for being white. You can't apologize for being white. That's who you are. It's who God made you. Why are you ashamed of how God made you? You can't do that unless you're being full of hatred and things like that. Well, then repent of your sin and turn from it and move forward. Don't dwell on the past and things that you can't fix right now. Love your neighbors yourself. That's what you got to do. I'm sorry, but it's a truth. No, I'm not sorry. It's a truth. You should never apologize for what God made you to be unless you're not doing what he tells you to do. 
And if he's telling, if, if, if you say God is telling you to hate people and you should discriminate, wrong. Nowhere in scripture. You'll never find it. But if you're being who you are, then don't, don't apologize for that. Especially because your skin color does not determine who you are. It doesn't determine whether or not you can be a good person, which that idea is getting pushed forward now is if you are white, you are automatically not a good person because you've internalized generations of racism and you can't change it. That's that's the scary part is the idea has come forward that you can't change this. There's no reconciling. It's an original sin that you can't yeah, get rid of. Just sucks you know? to be you, man. Yep, no sucks matter to what. be you. No matter which what. is wrong, dude. And it's wrong to 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 peg people on either side of this, mm -hmm. right? As one thing or the other. So so I want you guys to comment on that. I want you to let us know how yeah, you feel. Yeah, where are you guys from? You about it, you know, and, and where are we commenting from here? Yeah. Let us know. So let's go ahead and get into the meat of this. Oh, I thought we were gonna get into the you you want to do that? Why not? Okay, let's do it then. Other news bit. We weren't sure because we have a lot of electoral college stuff to get to, but let's do the other news bit. So this may get a shutdown. Just warning you. If we get shut down, we'll post the video right away on BitChute. Okay. Because we, we can. No, that won't shut us down. <sighs> you ready to say the words? Uh, the Biden email scandal. There we go. Biden email scandal. We'll have slide one up in a second for you. But authenticated emails are real 100% authenticated you have probably heard all over the news if you've heard about it on the news that oh it's russian disinformation oh it's it's just fake the emails are real it it's a republican thing i want to go through some of the evidence of this thing because this isn't just russian disinformation this is real and this is why this is big is an uh, an independent analytics firm 100% emails are real, and we have other sources that are corroborating these emails. So let's go through some of the evidence, shall we? Bidens have not come out and denied the laptop's real. Isn't that funny? They just keep denying it. Dude, yeah. you know what's funny? And the media's given uh, Joe a pass. Oh, when totally. he says, oh, that's not true, that was debunked. Nobody fact-checks him, but if Trump was to say that, yeah. they'd be all over him. Oh, see, he's just trying to skirt away. That's why he keeps saying it's not true. Yeah. Dude, they're just like lollybobbing this guy. And the worst part was a CBS reporter kind of asked him about it, and he chewed the reporter out for even bringing it up. Right, and he was right. like, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, I won't do that anymore. Yeah, and yeah. It, way, way to go. Yeah. <laughs> way yeah. to go. Reporting, journalism, dude, doing it hard. Um, next, now the emails have been authenticated. Several business associates have come out and presented their own copies of the emails. One partner, Bobby Linsky, has gone public. You probably have not heard much about this guy's name unless you pay a lot of attention to conservative media, the alternative media. This guy's name probably hasn't really shown up. Not at all. Um, this guy was very intimate in all the business dealings. He was a partner of Hunter Biden, and this guy was in in the whole thing in terms of the china deals the ukrainian deals he finally got out because he was like this is dirty this is shady and there are references to the big guy who he says oh yeah that was joe biden guess what joe biden was getting cuts of the stuff so they would get a sweetheart deal from china there are emails showing the percentages of who gets what 10 percent goes to the big guy that's right and bobolinsky was like yeah that's biden yeah that's yeah biden and how come he was never like again these guys are just never ever checked and i think that's kind of funny actually it's not funny it's actually grotesque stupid and gross yeah that 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 this can exist in politics dude on either side i don't care who it is right i don't give a crap who it is uh, on either side i think that obviously overall we need to do a better job of of of, of exposing these things and, and doing what we need to do but again the lack of education is what's killing us right now. You know what I mean? Yep. And that's why we're doing this, right? We want to educate you on this. And other places aren't going to let you be educated on it. If you look at the, the whole New York Post on Twitter debacle, New York Post finally just got reinstated after a 16-day suspension for even posting the article about the emails, right? And Facebook, MailChimp, others have attempted to squash it and ban anybody who's talking about it. We're talking about what I loved was that question. I can't remember who it was. It was a, a, a lady from uh, I can't remember if it was New York or Republican. I think it was New York. And she asked uh, uh, Zuckerberg or, or Twitter. She said, 
can you tell me one high profile leftist or liberal that's been censored the way that the right has? And they couldn't answer. He goes, I, I can't, I don't have those facts. No, because you have it. Yeah. It's just like the whole IRS scandal with Lois Lerner. Same oh, thing, dude. Goodness. Now look, yeah. I'll say this on the onset. They're private companies. They can do what they want, right? The fact is you're just going to make people so angry, right? Mm -hmm. That it's not going to be able to, to, to be sustained anymore. Yep. You can't keep doing this to the American people. If you continue to do it, dude, they will kill, they will hurt you about it. Yeah. And I'm, I'm saying they'll kill your pocketbook. Yeah. They will. Eventually they'll go they're going to have to, they'll go elsewhere. Pay, uh, uh, what is that? Parlor's Parler, growing right yeah. now, they're right? A lot of different here. sources are growing right now. Yeah. And you're going to see the day where Facebook, Twitter, YouTube really start to fall apart because of this stuff, because people will get sick of being censored. Um, another one. The director of intelligence has pointedly stated it is not Russian disinformation and the claim that 50 intelligence officials said it is, is not entirely true, right? So these 50 officials supposedly said, oh, it's Russian disinformation. Of course. Of course. Of course, they're anonymous and rank and file and smalls. But the director of intelligence pointedly said this is not Russian disinformation. And there were a couple other high profile of uh, former officials who come out and said this is what they said and the news of course twisted it this is what they said was there's no evidence of russian disinformation but hey not. it kind of looks like it so it probably is there's no evidence of it but hey it sure looks I like mean, it yeah. so it probably is and, and look at what carol just asked she said why was this info on hunter being held for a year and why is ag bar not acted on this i i've kind of wondered but it's about the same that, thing yeah. because like they they can't Big old bad promises and look, whatever. President Trump said he was going to arrest Hillary Clinton. He never did. Nope. Right? Why? Why? Was it a stunt? You know what I mean? Are yeah. people get in there and they say, well, it's just not as easy as I thought it would be? What? You know what I mean? The bottom line is that people are, if that was us stealing oh, money, seriously, yeah. why are they exempt from it? Let's let's look at, at Hunter Biden. Biden's alleged rap sheet right now. If everything is true, there's um, prostitution, there's smoking of crack, there's <laughs> stealing, there's possible uh, underage sexual activity. Dude, you telling me that laptop of Joe Schmo gets put into the FBI's hands. Joe Schmo is not in jail within five minutes. True. Yet all of this stuff gets squashed. And uh, I'm with you guys. Of, it's getting frustrating to not see anything go uh, happening, right? What about the Durham report? When's that going to happen, right? When's Barr going to move on some of this stuff? When's Trump going to move on some of this stuff? And people, well, we don't want to look like we're trying to influence the election. Well, <laughs> <laughs> Maybe people should know before the election who they're voting for. Exactly, dude. Exactly. And you know, it's funny because you we, we just went we went to vote and in in and they have like these stands out there and all that stuff, right? Yeah. And I started to think it's like, man, are they gonna influence my decision? No. no. You know what I mean? I know exactly who I'm voting for. But when you have bombshells of hey, straight corruption, hopefully that would sway you to something. Straight yeah. corruption, dude. This is just corrupt. Uh, from from top to bottom, you know, real bombshells too, straight not, up, dude. not forged stuff. One last point that I wanted to make, which I found this was interesting. Glenn, Glenn Greenwald, he started the Intercept. He ended up quitting it because the editorial board demanded that he remove all criticisms of Biden from his article. This guy's a progressive. Like he's he's not a conservative. He founds this thing. The editors tell him, we're not running your article unless you remove all the criticisms of Biden. So right. he quit. He's right. done. He left. Um, so there is an active move to shelter Biden from any criticism. Right. And we got to keep an eye on that. Like, we have to spread this information of, look, there's something more going on here. And it it gets tough because the especially liberals progressives are so steeped in the whole trump conspiracy yes. scandal every five minutes 100 percent. that when the biden stuff comes up they automatically think well it's just a fake response to try and get the light off of trump right
Right. And it's the boy who cried wolf. If we yeah. keep playing dirty politics, dude, people are going to say, is this just a ruse or what? And then now people are losing confidence in the system as well. Eventually, they're just going to say, dude, screw it. Like, why are we even doing this right now? You know what yep. I mean? Or, you know, they're going to be corrupt no matter what anyway. I mean, dude, accept that anywhere else. Mm -hmm. You couldn't. You couldn't accept that anywhere else, dude. Not at all. Yep. Right. So I don't know. And, and it's the more that we expose it, the more we talk constitution. Dude, I'm telling you, tell me how many times each party, maybe once, twice, three times where they reference the Constitution, not just saying yeah. we want to uphold the yeah. Constitution, not just say, hey, we want to follow the Constitution. Tell me what section. Tell me something that's wrong. Tell me that government's encroaching. Tell me that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Tell me how you're going to reduce government. Don't tell me what you're going to do for me. I don't need you to do anything for me. Matter of fact, it's not even your job. Don't do anything for me. I don't care what you do for me. Yep. I, I just want to. You know what you can do for me? Get out of my business again. We'll, we'll keep going back to this, you know, back and forth, dude. Get out of my business. That's all you have to do. When you get there, let's talk. That's it. You know what I mean? I got to say, I'm really sick of somebody like Nancy Pelosi bringing up the Constitution oh. when it's convenient. <laughs> well, we need to hold him to the Constitution. Yeah, you Man, said, you, what? Yeah, you haven't been following the Constitution for yeah. 78 years. Do you know years, what you're so. talking about? <laughs> do you know what the Constitution me. is? Can you know. tell me? <laughs> Speaking of the Constitution, it's time. Electoral college. Now, I understand this could come off as, oh, my goodness, they're going to talk about the electoral college. I don't care. <laughs> I can feel that. I can sense it. I understand it. But the problem is it is something you really need to know about. Here's why. Because if there are people that are looking to abolish it, you've got to understand both their argument and why you even support it. And a lot of, a lot of people know the, the idea of, well, it protects the minorities from the majority states. Understandable, but we really want to show you the history of this stuff and get you a little more immersed. So that way, when you're talking to somebody and they go, well, I think we should abolish the Electoral College. That's not fair. And you go, well, majority states, minority states. And they push you on that and you don't have anything else because you're kind of hanging out in the wind. We want to give you that background, give you that foundation, so that way you can talk further about, no, this is what they originally intended with it. This is what happened with it. This is why it's useful, and this is why changing it would not work well. So we're going to give you all of that. Let's do it. Let's do it. So a couple of statistics, and then I'll let Massey give you some of the history on this stuff. Right now, 61% of Americans prefer amending the Constitution to use a popular vote. We are steering towards pure democracy which that's what everybody says we are anyway we're demo we're not yeah, yeah. we're a republic we're a democracy we're a we're constitutional not. republic we're democratically electing officials to uphold a constitutional republic we have to get that right folks democracy is mob rule that is not this is why the popular vote doesn't matter in a general election because it's not popular vote that's based electoral college and we'll explain more as we go on absolutely so 89 percent of democrats 23 percent of republicans support getting rid of the electoral college so i want to show you something let's move almost four years back very close to four years back let's go to slide three clinton wins california by 4.2 million now you may remember clinton won the popular vote in the u.s by 2.9 million votes that's right so look at that math she won los angeles alone by about 1.7 million votes so she wins California by 4.2 million. She only wins the national vote by 2.9. That's where this idea of majority minority comes in, right? Because you look at California and look at that map on the slide. Notice what's going on with California. You have the major city centers, which are totally blue. And then you've got a bit more of the northern part and a bit of the middle that's red. Now, here's the question, right? What do you think happens when those two areas start fighting against each other? That's exactly right. What happens there? What ends up happening is the blue, the, the majority by popular vote, ends up being able to control what's going on in the red states. And I know That's I've right. used this example before, but I want to use it again. There was a situation several years ago where the L.A. area ended up voting the water from the rural areas into the city.
because it was purely popular. That's right. So the farmers and the agricultural industry actually lost out on where water was being diverted because the city said, well, we outnumber you. We need it. So give it to us. Is that how you want your system to work? Because that's pure democracy. And I think it was Franklin said, democracy is two wolves and a sheep voting for what's for lunch. Think about that in a national setting. We have this example with California where Clinton, yeah, won the popular vote, but in one state, she won the popular vote. You remove right. California from the equation, she loses the popular vote. And if you look at California, yeah, it's, it's a very, very blue state. It's been blue since 92. There have been five presidents who have won the electoral college without the popular vote. Mm -hmm. So this hasn't, this has happened. It's not new. It's not new. Okay. And there's a reason for why this is set in place. So you want to cover a bit of the history, man? Yeah, sure. Um, initially the, the intention was to have Congress to elect the president. I think here's, here's kind of what happens. The whole idea was there's going to be a lot of people on various sides. Mm -hmm. Problem is, could you get everybody to come out and vote? Or do we have the people come out and elect uh, uh, delegates and things like that to represent the, 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 uh, the electoral college for them to vote on this kind of stuff. Here's what happens. If, if you're from Minnesota, like me, which you're probably a lot of you aren't, um, there's a lot of gov uh, rural counties that are red. They're, yep. they're Republican. Very, very few are blue. One of them being Minneapolis, St. Paul, which is a very big liberal district. How do those districts control literally 80 or, or, or they, they basically govern the entire state? how they vote and how all those things, right? And then the red states or the red counties aren't represented well. The yeah. whole purpose of the Electoral College was so that those red uh, uh, districts would be evenly represented in uh, a delegacy in, a co in, a, in, a, in the Electoral College. So uh, th th there was a concern of the loss of checks and balances and corruption were raised and brought, uh, brought, uh, it was brought, uh, brought the proposal down to, to, to have Congress elect that because Congress will always have a special interest. It's been happening since the beginning of time. Matter of fact, if you guys go to scripture, right, when you guys read the qualifications of someone who was supposed to, like who Moses was going to elect to be rulers of captains of 50s and 100s and 10s and things, he basically said, elect men, that those who hate covetousness, those who hate covetousness, who love truth, right, who love mercy. So let's continue. Um, uh, other ideas such as governors, state legislators, and a special group of members of Congress were proposed. Uh, Charles Pickney of South Carolina raised the concern that a popular vote system, the larger states would end up deciding the president. From there, delegates approved the Electoral College. They, they believed this would provide a combination of state and popular government. And so what he just said was right. If you have a larger state like a California who's blue, would end up dictating and deciding an entire uh, uh, presidency, basically, yeah. for the nation. But look at Texas. Typically red. Yep. Same thing there. Yep. They should never have that. That's why you only have so many electoral college votes. Yeah. And, and a lot of times what people forget or they'll obtusely forget in the argument on purpose is culture tends to congregate. So in the cities, you, you've got to ask, okay, why do the cities tend to turn blue? Because the cities tend to attract a certain group of people. They certain share their ideas, their beliefs, their culture, right? And they end up creating this kind of sphere of culture. That's why we talk about the culture on the coast, the elites on the coast, because they have a different set of beliefs and systems. So if we were to go into the popular vote, you basically have one culture that steamrolls over the beliefs and systems of the other culture, at least with the electoral college. You've got something that helps balance that out a little bit. It gives the, the minority a little bit more leeway in, in being able to have a voice. And I've thought about this. What if it was switched? Mm. What if it was mostly minorities that lived out in the rural areas and it was a large concentration of the majority, whites, right? If blacks and Latinos and Asians mostly lived in the rural areas and whites mostly lived in the cities, would you not see a uh the left side standing up for the electoral college all day they would be all about it right they they would be defending it tooth and nail because they would be saying you are disenfranchising minority voters you are steamrolling exactly, them. dude but because 
the demographics don't go the way they want it to, they want to switch it up. So Rain just asked this, dude. I want you to answer. Uh, why are why are we uh, voting when the electoral votes count? Why why then do we have a popular vote? So this is how the system is set up. Basically, what happens is, and and there was a progress that happened in order to get to this point. But the way the system is now is the the popular vote in the state happens. So each state has its own popular vote for the president, right? And then the electors agree to go with the popular vote, right? So the, the party that wins the popular vote gives their electoral votes to that presidential candidate. And actually, so you've got to think of it this way. You're not having one national election. You're having 50 separate elections, elections yeah. for the president. And then the electoral colleges are putting their votes in and the number of votes are deciding. Right. right. So it's this tiered system, which helps give a buffer between the popular vote and the the weighing out of the states. You know, so each state gets this voice, even if you only have 300,000 residents, they still get to say, look, we, we do have some. Type yeah, of we voice. have some kind of a voice. Yeah. Um, because think about it this way, 300,000 votes, let's say, I think there were, was it 120 million votes in 2016 or am I? way off on that you, no you're close was it like you're 62 close. million to 65 yeah. something something like let's say 120 million votes how many or what what effect does 300,000 votes have on that from the state of wyoming at that point right 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 or let's do, use a small one little uh little old virginia yeah you know compared yeah. to texas and california yeah those those states don't have much effect but then once you go you shrink the numbers down because we go from millions and millions of votes and we shrink the numbers down to say, you know, I think it's 500 something total electoral college votes. Right. And you've got a state that has five. Well, that's a much better percentage. Right. Right. You know? There's only what 300 and for the electoral college, there's only what I forget. Cause you have to have 270 to win. 270 to win. Two, yeah. yeah. 270 to so, win. Yeah, it so must be 300. Something. Like three something. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, and it is divided up by each state. As states grow, don't they, they get another one as well? So they get another yep. uh, uh, electoral vote as well. So it's 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 people say it's a screwed up system and it's antiquated. It's really not. It actually represents evenly. That's the point. Yeah, it represents evenly. And of course, with any system, it's flawed, right? But God willing, we're having people that are holding to constitutional values here. So yeah, and it was in there. It, it was in there for a reason. And what we have to understand is this thing was debated heavily how to have the presidential election. This was not something that a couple of guys were like, we should have an electoral college. And the other guys went, <laughs> sure, yeah, why not? All right, yeah, see what ya. the heck? Meet you at the tavern, 15 minutes. No, they- Guys, if you guys know anything about our system, <laughs> this was years on oh. years on years, even before 1772 of meetings, meeting in taverns, meeting in, in halls, meeting in churches, meeting in private places. I mean, to the point where they were called seditious you know, by the king. So this was not something developed overnight. Even the Articles of Confederation was not developed over, uh, developed overnight, uh, all those things. So remember, this wasn't just something they threw together uh, in the dead of night. Absolutely. So slide four. So what we did is we're, we're, we're going to cover the Federalist Papers in a, in a couple little sections on why they chose the Electoral College, what they were thinking with it. I was way off, 538. It, it was 530 yeah. something. Why okay. did I think 300? I think because you were just thinking the 270. Yeah, the 270. You know. yeah, sorry. Uh, no, you're good. In my bad. Federalist Paper 39, Madison State. That proves we don't know everything, folks. We yeah. don't know everything. We have to do our research. So, Madison states the immediate election of the president is to be made by the states in their political characters. The votes allotted to them are in a compound ratio, which considers them partly as distinct and co-equal societies, partly as unequal members of the same society. Remember that balance thing again. The eventual election, again, is to be made by that branch of the legislature, which consists of the national representatives. But in this particular act, they are to be thrown into the form of individual delegations from so many distinct and co-equal bodies politic. From this aspect of the government, it appears to be of a mixed character presenting at least as many federal as national features here again if you look at congress 
We have the House of Representatives, which is of the people. That's that's the popular vote section of Congress, because however many uh, people you have in your state's population, that determines how many representatives you have in the House. The Senate, it's two for every state. Two senators, every state, doesn't matter how many people you have, right? The idea was it was played off of parliament in the UK, right. which parliament had a House of Commons, common man, and a House of Lords, people who their job, their business, their experience, their expertise was supposed to be statesmanship. We have the same thing. House in of Representatives. Yeah, yes, exactly. House of in the Senator. Yep. So this whole idea runs through the entire constitution of look, we are a representative government. We need to build these different layers to help balance each other out. Have you ever noticed the House of Representatives is completely in charge of the purse? Yes. They're the ones who hold the purse strings. The Why? people. Exactly. Why? The people are in charge of the purse. The people are the ones who determine how much money the government is supposed to have or not have. Otherwise, if you had the senators in charge of the purse, well, we've already seen the senators vote themselves raises in yeah, the middle constantly. of a pandemic. Yeah. And, and you know, it's funny. Then they'll play like, oh, we we want what's best for the people. <laughs> we want what's best and, for you. And that's that's actually um People have talked about term limits in terms of senators. That was one of the reasons they didn't institute term limits for senators was because the idea was we want people who that is their job, their focus, their expertise. In the House of Representatives, it was supposed to be more of a part-time become a leader, speaker of the people, and then go back to what you were doing. Now, has that changed? Yes, absolutely. Uh, slide five, Hamilton, Federalist Papers 68. According to Hamilton's 68, by mo men most capable of analyzing the qualities adapted to the nation and acting under circumstances favorable to deliberation and to a judicious combination of all the reasons and inducements which were proper to govern their choice. So what he's talking about here was the Electoral College with the actual college, the people who were delegates, were supposed to have a really good idea of the candidates and were supposed to help buffer. Now, you may say, well, that means they're not representing us. Your representative in Congress is not supposed to just give you what you want. He's supposed to be able to come back and tell you, I can't do that because that's not constitutional. can't do that because that's not going to be good. And the idea originally was these elect electors were supposed to kind of play that role. Part of that was because you just could not get information to people and in their hands the way you can today. Right. And people will say, okay, that's the, so that means the system is antiquated. Now the system's taken on a new level of effect. This has kind of gone by the wayside and people actually use it. See, you need to abolish it. No, it just means that reasoning doesn't really matter as much, although it can. It can matter. Um, and there were actually, I think, 10 electors who refused to vote for Trump, even though they were supposed to, right? And you can have the argument about whether or not they should have been able to do that. That, that case went to the Supreme Court. It was in Colorado. And the elector because in the constitution they they're not required by law to go the vote of the popular vote they they can uh disagree they can go the other way right 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 so hey so rain also asked can you explain the term swing states 
Swing states. Okay. Yeah. You want to hit it or you want to go to? Okay. So swing states. Swing states are states that are what you would call purple. <laughs> um, swing states tend to be very close. So California is not a swing state. Why? Because Republicans haven't had a majority in California since 92. It is super majority Democrat. Same thing with New York. Same thing with a place like Massachusetts. You know, Texas is a very conservative state. Yeah, they're saying it's coming a little purple, but God willing, they're going to keep holding the Texas line. Texas hold strong. Please, please hold strong. Now, other states like Florida, especially Michigan, Wisconsin, yes, Ohio, Florida's a big one. Big one. These states have a lot of effect because they have a lot of electoral votes. 100%. But the, just like you were talking about in Minnesota, Michigan's the same way. Michigan is pretty much all conservative. Except for except for Detroit. Deer, Dearborn, Detroit. Yep. Flint, Saginaw, that whole small east pocket yeah. can affect the rest of the state. Grand Rapids, how's that? Grand Rapids, Next. more conservative, but man, they're getting more. Yeah, that whole left side is pretty blue. much conservative, right? That whole yeah. left. Yeah. Yeah, especially in my county. Kind of yeah, <laughs> kind of funny. The left is what's right. Yeah, right. and the right was what's no, right. No, no, no. So, so the swing state is literally that. It's where, where it can go either way. And and this is why it's like the when he was talking about the mesh of the two, the electoral and the popular, uh, that's why people fight for those states. That's why they campaign in places like Pennsylvania and things like that because they're potentially swing states. And so even now they're calling again that uh, Minnesota is pretty close last election to swinging to the right. Yeah. It was only off yeah, like I think Kerry said 180,000 votes or 160,000 votes. I can't remember one of the two that it was blue, but it was like these guys turned out in droves so uh you know, we'll see. I mean, wouldn't that be a trip? I, it it I that know. would be a trip if it went red, you know what I mean? So, um Mark Mean uh Mene, I hope I said that right. Men uh, on on what well, Mark on YouTube asked, <laughs> "Why would you abolish the electoral college when places like California and New York take up 88. You would have Democrats for the next 100 years. It was just a play on words, sir. Uh, why we do that is because uh, the popular term today is say, get rid of it, get rid of it. And this was only coined right after Donald Trump was elected. Nobody even talked mm. about it before. Yeah. Right? Nobody said anything when George Bush got elected when he lost uh, the popular vote. Right? And so it's obviously, uh, this is a play on words. That's why we did it, was to kind of get the attention of the people. So. Yeah. You'll, you'll find, as we go through this, right now we're just kind of giving the history. We're quickly going to show, look, we we agree with the idea that you need to have a representative government. Yes. And there has to be this this balance that happens between the popular vote and what the, the majority wants and the values and the systems. Because think about um, laws that get put into place really quickly. They can quickly become damaging, too, because people <laughs> man's the whims of men. <laughs> All over the place, up, down, up, down, up, down. The Constitution, the system that the founders put in place was really there to help even that keel out and slow those waves of just public whim. I've always wondered, how is it that like Congress can switch back and forth Truth. so rapidly? Truth. Um, let's see. In 10, Madison argued against the overbearing majority, right? Yep. Which is which? Honestly, that's why you have to be vigilant because yeah. each each either way it works is is you know what I mean. Like either way it swings, and this is why you got to keep going out there and campaigning. You got to keep getting the right delegates in office and all those stuff, and in, in, in the majority on that kind of thing. Yep. And this was the intent to to keep factions from happening. Um, but what quickly transpired after George Washington left was voting blocks started to base in political parties and that's when you got the parties um the supreme court upheld laws guaranteeing faithful voting because the state still had plenary power over the presidential electors so this means the electors vote the will of the people in their state um currently 48 states require the winner of the state's popular vote to receive all electoral college votes this became the universal practice in about 1830 in maine and nebraska it's different Two votes go to the winner of the popular vote. Those two votes represent the electoral votes. The other, uh, the other electoral votes are given to the winner of the popular vote in each House di district of the state. So what they're trying to do is kind of a Senate House thing down to a micro level. Um, the positives of this thing, Hamilton explained it was desirable that the sense of the people should operate in the choice, a.k.a. be a part of it, but not all of it. 
the actual choice should be made by those qualified to choose. Third, to prevent civil disorder by avoiding direct election and spreading electoral votes around the nation. Prevents bribery by the elector of the electors by avoiding long-term bodies. Promotes executive independence by not placing the vote into the power of the state legislatures or governments. Uh, throughout the Federalist Papers, this argument is made that the government was set up to promote the good and moral, not just what was popular. That's, right. That's different. Hence why these representatives were expected to sometimes override their constituents. So 1860, here's a good example. Lincoln won 39% of the popular vote, but he crushed it with the Electoral College, pushing the Southern slaveholder states to run towards secession. They knew the Electoral College would produce more anti-slavery presidents. Right. So there was this balance and this buffer. And people, if you had had a pure popular vote, Slavery would have endured for a lot longer. And then people bring up the three-fifths clause because, of course. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't even mean uh, that wasn't a slavery. Um, three-fifths clause was not about slavery. Everything to do with it, that, that the states, the southern states, wanted to count them as uh, a representation of, yeah. of, of the people. And they're like, well, wait, if you treat them like cattle, no, we're not going to do that until we abolish it in 20 years. You're not going to do that. You're not going to take advantage of this. Yep. That's how you're going to treat them. Because obviously they didn't. One of the things that people say is like, why didn't government stop it? Well, one of the things they didn't want to do was just be a dictator type government, right? They hated the slave trade, but they wanted to do it in different ways. And guys, we could all look back and say, man, they handled it wrong. Of course. I mean, anybody can say that uh, the way we're handling abortion right now is wrong. To mm -hmm. me, that's that's an indisputable fact. If we if, if slavery was wrong abortion is wrong there's no there's no and people say you can't you can't uh mesh the two yes you can because they're both created by god so yes they're both wrong and so yeah we can agree but the three-fifths clause had nothing to do with slavery and nothing to say that, that that's that the slaves were three-fifths of a person it was meant that the owners of them could not count them in a general election or uh if and then you had to pay tax on them too so they were like well look if we can you know what i mean they yep. said no you're not going to do that to them so go ahead yep no, you're absolutely right. Like it was, it was basically a compromise to be able to protect a little bit of the system, yet not cause direct secession right away. Yet secession still happened. It it was going to happen. In a popular vote, any allegations of fraud would require an entire recount. In the electoral college, only the state in dispute is going to be the problem area. That's right, because you have fifty different elections going on. Popular vote would encourage states to increase the voting body, such as lowering the voting age in order to affect the national vote total. Isn't that funny? Isn't that funny? Because if you if you had a popular vote, you could have states who go, well, we're going to give the vote to 12 year olds. It's funny. Uh, if, if, if someone like kids at 16 can't even go into the military because they're not deemed old enough, they can't smoke, they can't drink. But we can get them to vote. Yeah. That's what California wants to do. Like, let's lower these yeah. ages to 16 you know what i mean like it's funny because they just want to have lifelong democrats mm -hmm. they want lifelong leftists they don't yep. want a, an even election and guys you know me i'm not saying that the right is always right but doggone it is closest to where it's at you know what i mean where it should yeah. be yeah. For, for what we have now i mean we're not talking about the constitution party or any, anything else right now we're just talking about what we have as a two-party system which i don't like right but they can create lifelong leftists, dude, by doing this. That's why let's get criminals to vote. Really? Isn't it funny? Yeah, yeah, it's who, funny. Who's pushing that? Exactly, right? <laughs> dude. And, and who do you think they're mostly going to vote for? You know, we can have a discussion on is it violent offenders or nonviolent? Let's have a discussion about it. But don't just outright say let's let criminals vote. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I have a discussion on it. You know, let's, let's, let's chat about it. Yeah. Because, I mean, a person who smokes weed and gets busted with, you know, whatever when they're 18, I mean, people change, right? You know, I'm sure you used to do some bad things. So did I yep. when I was when I was growing up. Right. But you change. That should never determine your future. Right. Thank God my sins don't determine my destiny. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Christ does. So I'm hoping that they change. Right. So we can have a discussion on those things. But man, to throw all criminals and what? Come on. You know, here's one. So the the Electoral College forces appealing to all voters. I mean, what? Think about this. Whites make up, what, 65% of the population, right? I think so. I think so. So if Gosh, you had to stop breeding, if, if you if you had a purely popular vote. Well, heck, just appeal to the majority race. The 
<laughs> truth. Right? It's truth, man. J- why not? Because it's purely popular vote. That's exactly it, dude. But if you're battling in the electoral college, oh, now you have to actually pay attention to the minorities because, hey, minorities make up a That's voting right. block. That's right. And it's funny because if you can beat down those who aren't, I mean, it's Malcolm X all over again when he said, if you're not careful, the newspapers, newspapers will have you loving those who are doing the oppressing and hating those who are being oppressed. It's exactly what's happening right now, right? People are like, oh, you know, you can't say white people are being oppressed. I think it's wrong to say all white people are racist or they have some kind of prejudged notion. I'm sorry. That just doesn't, that doesn't drive with me. Most of the people I meet, and I've met a lot of people, guys, I've toured a lot, right? Not to say that there's not some meanies out there, okay? But for the most part, people are really cool if you give them a chance, man, even if they're not yep. Christian. Nice folk, right? They just want to be left alone like you and I. Then you get the one or two. They don't determine the whole population, man. They just yeah. don't. And guys, I'm telling you, I've traveled a ton. You've traveled a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, you used to tour in a band. It was pretty fun when you're playing rock music. Ain't nobody discriminating unless they hate your music, which, hey, that happens. <laughs> it happened a lot. You know, nobody really liked their stuff. So, I mean, I shouldn't say that. A lot of people like their stuff. But, you know, there was people that didn't either. Like, yeah, real popular always. people that didn't like it. You know, yeah. So it's all right. There's always somebody who's not a fan. That's fine. Um, another thing that I want to bring up. That's a weird tangent. Go ahead. <laughs> it requires the candidate to appeal to many different issues, not just one very popular issue. Because think about that. If you could get that one issue that 80% of people are for, and you can show your your opponent is against that, that's all you have to really talk about. But they are kind of doing that now. I just took yeah. my hat. So, but they are kind of doing that now. And here's here's how I know that. Um, vote for this guy solely because, and I'm just using, it's just, it's a facetious example, but I'm just using this example, okay? So don't take this as gospel truth. I'm not saying this is what you've done, right? Well, he's pro-choice. Vote for him. Doesn't matter about anything else. He lets me have my right to choose. He's pro-life. Doesn't matter what anything else. He could be the worst person in the world. But as long as he's pro-life, it doesn't matter. Isn't that dangerous? Yeah. What about the rest of it? What about the Constitution? What about taxes? What about, you know, uh, property rights, states' rights, uh, you know, state sovereignty, my sovereignty, all those things? Yeah. Um, possible methods. So we wanted to discuss a little bit of like, okay, what are the methods that they're going to look to removing the winner take all and instead having each state give votes in proportion to popular vote in the state. And then some suggest completely removing it, going with purely popular vote. Now, this is the big one that's, that's been catching on. You've got the national popular vote interstate compact. So when enough states reach 270 electoral votes, and have signed on, right? All enough states have signed on to reach 270. All of them will award their 270 to the winner of the popular vote. They're basically trying to do an end run around of the constitution without having to get rid of the amendment because that would take such a move. They want to just get around it. Right now, you've got uh, 196 total electoral votes signed on. So we're still a little bit away, but. Pay attention to that. Be careful because you're going to get more and more states, I think, that'll start to sign on, especially as there are cultural shifts that happen in certain states and things start to go more blue. Progressives and liberals are all about that. Exactly. And so if they can win the state and get it far enough blue, then they can sign on to that compact. And you'll probably see in the next five, six, ten years – Swing states, a couple of them, end up signing on to that. Yep. And then all of a sudden, we're a lot closer to that 270. So it stated that the prosperous parts of America include, oh, this is interesting. So one of the things is they say, you know, the prosperous parts, okay, the parts that make the most money include 15 states. They have 30 senators, while the less prosperous parts are 35 states with 70 senators. So what are they saying? The the places that make the most money aren't represented enough that's the argument california is not represented enough new york's not represented enough because it boils it down purely to money who's got the most money they should get represented the most well you're just crushing the minority groups exactly you're getting rid of them you're you're trying to squash wyoming because wyoming isn't sitting on a coast with a bunch of ports and a bunch of import export (laughs) wyoming's got tourism they got hunting that's about it you know so to use that argument, they're basically turning around and say, yes, we want to crush the minority. In 1969, the House passed a, res- passed a constitutional amendment to abolish the Electoral College 
voting 338 to 70, the amendment died in the Senate. So yeah. it can happen. Gee, I wonder why they wanted to do that. Hmm. Wasn't that around the time? Let's see. That was when Johnson, I think, was still in there. JFK was assassinated in what, 63, 64, I think it was? I think so, yeah. And yeah. so, like, then you have Johnson, and it was a crazy time. And yeah. that was when the whole mess of things started happening around that time. Guys, just think about it. It was under the blue people. Think about it. Think about it, right? I'm not saying all of them were bad. And a lot of them were blue dog Democrats. You know what they call those blue dogs? You know, they're all about the working man, you know, that kind of thing. They used to say, <laughs> it's my dad used to tell me when he used to be a Democrat. Um, he used to tell me that the Democrats were for the working man and the red people were for the rich elites. And it's like, boy, you know, I don't I don't think that's true anymore. And I'm not no. saying that either part. Listen to me. Either party's for the rich elites. Oh, yeah. Do you think raising taxes on Bill Gates is going to hurt him? No. He'll find a loophole. He's a, he's got lawyers. Sure. Zuckerberg will find they'll they'll do that. Bezos, they'll all find loopholes. Looks like Trump. Money. It's like Trump when they say, "Oh, he only paid so much in taxes, dude." He also prepaid his taxes. Yep. And I don't know a guy who wants to just shove his money into taxes and say, "Yes, I paid all my taxes." So you hire tax lawyers for to get <laughs> exactly. out of taxes. How many times has a guy gotten audited? Never, never gone side of the law. <laughs> But you're going to say, well, he's not paying. He's not paying tax. his fair share because he prepaid. He's paying what he needs to pay. He's <laughs> good at finding loopholes. As was as is any business owner. Yeah. Dude. Keep your money, man. Find all the loopholes you can. We don't want you to have to pay a bunch in taxes. <laughs> Jeez, dude. What a, what a ridiculous notion. Anyways, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no, no. You're good. We're... So make money. Yeah. That's, that's really the lesson here. Make money. Make money. Lots of it. Lots of it. Send it to me. Yeah. Thank you. Send it to us. <laughs> we need your help. Sign up for theselfevidenttruth.com. You can do this. You guys can be a torchbearer. You guys can help us reach the nation. Listen, donors help us all the time. They do. You know who you are. You've helped us uh, build our studio. You've helped us get our curriculums. You've helped us do what we do. It's with your support that gets us out there to go to these schools and reach these kids. That's why we're doing what we're doing. It has nothing to do with anything else except reaching the kids for Christ. This is just a good discipleship to teach people because I didn't know half this stuff either. I didn't know any of this stuff until I started researching it myself, right? So our conclusion, guys, this is this is kind of where we come down on this whole thing. The beauty of this system, as most conservatives say, is yes, to balance the power of the cities and the urban areas with the less populous rural areas. On top of that, we believe in a representative government, right? Constitutional representative government. We don't believe in pure democracy. And this system helps kind of weigh that out and, and give some balance to the whole thing. Because if you just swing it into the popular vote, then you've got mob rule democracy. Truth. We're not for that. Truth. Um, the system is not supposed to be that. It's supposed to be representative. The electoral college helps promote this idea. So you got to understand the entire system has been set up to give people a voice but they're not the only voice in the guidance of the government. This helps to mitigate the mob rule. Does, does this thing have its drawbacks? Yeah, because it seems unfair. Yeah, it does. It yeah. seems unfair that if the populace comes out and votes, but what if the populace becomes uneducated to its own constitution? Mm -hmm. It's just like God's people. Why, does, why did he judge them in the Old Testament so harshly when they rebelled against him? Because you can only go so far before it's reaping and sowing, folks. Yeah. Listen, that's what's happening now. We've reaped, or I'm sorry, we're reaping what we've sown. And now, thank God, we're sowing seeds of righteousness again, and we're seeing this happen again, and we're, we're moving into a new thing. But when people forget God, tyrants forge their chains, man. I, I can't remember who said it. I think it was Franklin or Jefferson, one of the two. When the people forget God, tyrants forge their chains. When they forget the rule of law, this is what happens, dude. Yeah. So, any other questions? You guys got anything for us? I am looking right now, and I Electoral can't see college? I can't see a thing. Nope, everybody's good. So, All right. Yeah, go ahead. Well, no, go ahead. Go okay, ahead. cool. So listen, this was one of those topics that it's like, yeah, do we hit it? Blah, blah, blah. Listen, on election day, we're going to have a special podcast. Mm -hmm. We are going to uh, walk with you through this whole election time. Uh, we're going to be uh, transmitting live because we want to show you, hey, this is what's going on. Not to say like who's whatever, whatever, and who's going to win what. We want to show you, look, look at the media. Look how much bias yep. is happening, right? But also too, just seeing what God's going to do. We don't know what's going to happen. We're, we're going to see what God's going to do. We're going to pray that night as well uh, with you guys because we want to join together in prayer. Please join us uh, that night uh, for, for, for election night, uh, a special podcast from us. And again, of course, we'll be here on Thursdays 
uh, and Saturdays as well. We love you so much, guys. Go on to 1776truth.store. You guys can find out uh, all of our stuff. We got our new conference coming out on January 28th. We also have our uh, new curriculum out. All these things are shirts. Uh, it's just really cool, right? But then if you go to theselfevidenttruth.com, you guys can go on there and become a monthly sponsor, become a torchbearer, shine the light out there in a nation that needs it right now. We need your help. I believe we're a post-election ministry. I believe once the election's over, people are going to really start to say, hey, how do I know more about this? Because right now people are focused on electing President Trump and all these other things and making sure there are other guys elected, whatever. But we need to educate the masses because, listen, let's just say the system doesn't survive. What are we going to put in its place? We have to educate one another and make sure that we're discipled in all things, God, Scripture, uh, Holy Spirit, uh, Constitution, all these things. We have to know the rule of law because then we have to know how to govern one another and we have to know how government plays that role. Listen, the constitution was not written against you. It was written against the federal government from infringing on what it's doing today. That's exactly what's happening. They're not following the law. We love you guys so much. God bless you. Thanks for tuning in. And we will see you next week. Absolutely. Hot dog. Love you guys.